Number 14. Ali Aramitani. No such thing as a broken heart turning from me to you. In truth, from me to you, all the cells of my body are hearts. Abu Bakr Ashibli. He was a noble flag of Islam and a great scholar who opened the locks to the treasures of the heart and explained secrets from the unseen. He received from the kingdom of knowers bounties and prizes and honors. He guided the needy to the station of spiritual knowledge. His name flew high in the skies of guidance, and there are no words to express his knowledge nor his state. To us he may be described, like the mother of books, the Holy Quran, as one written in an elevated state. He was born in the village of Ramitan, two miles from Bukhara. He lived there and was an avid student of the knowledge of the divine law until he achieved fame in the study of the traditions, the Quran, jurisprudence and the Sunnah. He was already a reference for anyone asking for legal decisions when he contacted Sheikh Mahmoud al-Injir al-Fakhnawi for spiritual guidance. In the Sheikh's presence, he was lifted up to the high stations of the manifestation of divine love and the divine presence. He became known and famous under the name Azizan, a word in Persian used for one of elevated station. Following, following are some of his many sayings. Do and do not count. Confess your shortcomings and continue work. Attain to the presence of the Divine, especially when you are eating and when you are talking. God Almighty and Exalted said in His Holy Quran, O believers, repent to God with a pure repentance. This verse brings us good tidings. Since God asks for repentance, it means that He will accept it, because if He were not going to accept your repentance, He would not tell you to repent. The Prophet said, God looks at the heart of the believer every night and day 360 times. This means that the heart has 360 entrances and every organ has 360 roots, all of them connected to the heart. So if the heart, under the influence of Zikr Allah, is led to the station of God's gaze, this will lead all the organs of the body to the gaze of God. As a result, every organ will be obedient to God, and from the light of that obedience every organ will be connected to the divine outpouring. This is what draws the gaze of mercy from God to the heart of the rememberer. 
More concerning loud thicker. Maulana Saifuddin Fida, a great scholar in his time, asked him, Why do you raise your voice in dhikr? Sheikh Ali said, O oh my brother, Muslim scholars throughout the centuries, from the time of the generation following the companions up until today, have permitted the loud dhikr in the last moments of life. At this time, those near the dying encourage him to repeat the testimony of faith. The Prophet said, Make your dying ones say, There is no God but God. In the science of Sufism, the scholars have emphasized that each moment may be your last. This leads to the conclusion that you may say La ilaha illallah in a loud voice at every moment of your life. He was asked by Sheikh Maulana Baduruddin al-Midani, who was a great scholar in his time, God has ordered us in the Quran to do excessive dhikr by his saying, Remember God excessively. Quran chapter 33 verse 41 Is that dhikr to be by the tongue or by the heart? Sheikh Ali Ramitani answered, for the beginner, it is best that it be by the tongue, and for the adept, it is best that it be by the heart. This is because for the beginner to remember God, he must apply a great deal of effort. Since his heart is distracted and unstable, and his efforts are scattered, it is better for him to do it with the tongue. But the adept has already polished his heart and is easily affected by zikr. All of his organs become rememberers, so that the whole body of the adept, both externally and internally, remembers God in every moment. The equivalence of this is that one day's zikr of the adept is equal to one year's zikr of the beginner. The duty of a guide is first to know the capabilities of the seeker. Then he will put on his tongue the most perfect method of dhikr to raise him to the highest station. If there had been on earth one of the followers of Abdul Khalik al-Gushtuwani at the time of Halaj, Halaj would never have been crucified because there would have been someone capable of defending him from the accusations of the ignorant. Sheikh Fakhruddin al-Nuri, another famous scholar in his time, asked him, God mentioned in the Holy Quran that on the Day of Promises he asked, Am I not your Lord? They said yes. Quran chapter 7 verse 172 Whereas on the judgment day he will ask To whom belongs the kingdom on this day? Quran chapter 40 verse 16 And no one will answer. Why is it that they answered the question Am I not your Lord? Whereas on the judgment day they will not answer. In his answer, 
Sheikh Ali Ramitani demonstrated the incredible depth of understanding of Quran and traditions possessed by the Naqshbandi masters. He said, When the first question, Am I not your Lord, was put to humankind, it was on the day God had placed the obligations of the sacred law on all human beings. To reply when asked the question is an obligation under the law. That is why they answered the question. However, on Judgment Day, all obligations have come to an end, and at that time, awareness of the truth and the spiritual world begins. In spirituality, there is no utterance better than silence, because spirituality is a flow from and to the heart, unrelated to the tongue. That is why to the second question there is no need to give an answer. God himself answers his own question, to whom belongs the kingdom on this day, by saying, it belongs to God, the unique and irresistible. Upon receiving a divine command, he moved from Bukhara to Khwarazm, when he reached Khwarazm, he did not enter the city, but stayed at its gate and sent his messenger to the king to tell him, A poor weaver has come to enter your kingdom and to stay in it. Do you give permission or not? If you give permission, he will enter. If not, he will go back. He asked the messenger to obtain a written letter signed by the king granting his permission. When he received that letter, the sheikh moved inside the city and began to spread the Naqshbandi way. Every day he went to the town centre speaking with the people, asking them to come to his gatherings and paying their wages for that day. He made the entire city his followers, pious worshippers and dedicated keepers of remembrance. He became very famous in the city. People used to visit him from all around. His good reputation made the king and his ministers afraid of his influence on the people. They tried to remove him from the city. Having foreseen this event, he sent the letter back to the king. At that, the king came to the sheikh and apologized, asking for his forgiveness. He became one of his foremost disciples. Sheikh Ali died on Monday the 18th of Dulkida in the year 715 Hijra, 1315 current era, or 721 Hijra, 1321 current era, at the age of 130 years. He had two sons who were very famous in following the footsteps of their father. However, he did not pass the secret on to them. Instead, he passed it to Sheikh Muhammad Baba Asamasi. As